All this month, WFPL will be reporting on health and air issues in the neighborhood surrounding Rubbertown in west and southwest Louisville. Seven and a half years after it was officially implemented, all the measures of Louisville's revolutionary air toxics program have finally gone into effect. WFPL's Erica Peterson has more on the successes of the city's strategic air toxics reduction program and where it's still lacking. Trish Lee's small yellow house is a block away from Bell's Lane, where many of the Rubbertown factories are concentrated. From her backyard, she can't see the chemical plants, rail yards, and oil refineries that have stood down the street for decades. But she can smell them just about anywhere. Sometimes it burns. Like you can go outside sometime at night and your eyes actually burn. And this is years after Louisville took steps to reduce toxic air pollution. One of the first steps in that process was a health survey of the neighborhood. Lee squints at a sheet of paper in her lap and reads a response she wrote 16 years ago to that survey. In the neighborhood where I live off Bells Lane, we have so much air pollution, you can't even sit in your yard because sometimes the odors are so bad. If you wash your car the next morning, there is white dust all over it. The siding on some of the... Ten years after Lee and many others wrote their comments in the survey, the city passed the Strategic Toxic Air Reduction, or STAR, program. And some of my closest neighbors have died from cancer. But the process of improving Rubbertown's air quality began decades earlier, and it's still ongoing. As early as 1946, the city realized that air pollution was a problem and that it disproportionately affected the poorer western side of town. The federal government funded a study of the city's air pollution in the 50s. The report mentions concerns about odors and irritation, but not serious health effects. By the 90s, new information was emerging about the links between toxic chemical emissions and health. Art Williams was the director of Louisville's Air Pollution Control District at the time. The citizens had a very real concern from exposure to the smells coming from Rubbertown and a belief that those smells must be connected to chemicals that had harmful health effects. And uh, they were generally very correct about that. In 2002, Jefferson County topped a federal list as the community in the region with the highest potential adverse effect from toxics. The next year, for the first time, local air monitoring presented concrete evidence of what was actually in the air over West Louisville. 17 dangerous chemicals were found in unsafe amounts. The city's answer was STAR. The regulatory program is tailored to Louisville and to the hazardous chemicals that are known to be in the city's air. One of the reasons STAR was, and still is, held up as an example of a program that works is that it takes into account the way people are exposed to chemicals in the real world. Or, as Tom Fitzgerald of the Kentucky Resources Council puts it, Because, you know, when a person's standing on the corner of of Algonquin and 41st, their lungs don't say, oh, well, I'm just going to breathe this emission today and not that emission, or I'm just going to breathe one toxic as opposed to another. So we've just turned on to Algonquin, and now we're going to turn into the Bells Lane area. Art Williams is driving through Rubbertown, Trish Lee's neighborhood. So there's the thermal oxidizer, the, the tall entity there at American Synthetic Rubber. And tell me again what that does. Uh, with very high temperature, it destroys the 1,3-butadiene. By all accounts, STAR has been a success. The industries didn't leave Louisville because of the regulations, and the levels of toxic chemicals in Louisville's air have dropped drastically. Thanks to new infrastructure, like that thermal oxidizer at American Synthetic Rubber, there's been an 80% reduction in 1,3-butadiene, a known human carcinogen. But still, problems linger. 
air monitors show the ambient levels of 1,3-butadiene are still 20 times what's considered a healthy level. And those who have lived in Rubbertown for decades wonder what all this air in their lungs is going to do to the rest of their bodies. Erica Peterson, WFPL News. Erica's reporting on health issues in Rubbertown was undertaken as a California Endowment Health Journalism Fellow at the University of Southern California's Annenberg School of Journalism. To read this and other stories in the series, go to WFPL.org and search on Rubbertown Health.